three, two. everyone and welcome to the Legion of live stream episode number 172 coming at your face the 21st of July 2018 beware people inappropriate touching of your mind is about to come at you with your Ooh. with your co-hosts for life Alex Garthon Marsh and Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer hello everyone I'm not gonna inappropriately touch your mind I will I'm gonna inappropriately tickle it I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give your brain some fist hickeys. Yeah, I did it. I don't I even said know it. what that means. It's it's a punch. Oh, it's a punch. Oh, that doesn't sound romantic. No, it's not romantic at all. But uh, it was, sounds better when you say fist hickeys. I was getting excited for a second there. <laughs> That's right, folks. Your co-host for life. After we signed that contract with Senior Maximilian Lyo, mm. we found out the fine print, and whoo, it is a doozy. Even after death, we're still in two clauses. But that's okay, because I'm sure the resurrection will come, and we'll be fine after that. Yep. At we'll least be great. 30 or so years afterwards. But I'm Something. sure at that point, we'll things, things will be cool. Yep. I, I, have a, I have a timeshare in Boca Raton now. In the rat's mouth? I, that's weird it's nice timeshares are nice why, why okay why anyway from? I don't well understand. you know for in, in my deal with max Liao, he gave me a, he gave me uh, a week a year what yeah beats what i got well i mean the the neighbors are kind of well, he gave me a ceramic he gave me well, a whatever. ceramic cat it's, oh. not, it's not even does it have gold in it? Did you break it open and check? No. He hides stuff like that. He says it's so the spirits can watch me at all times. Something like that. Yeah, I'd accidentally break it. Hmm. That might let the spirits out. <laughs> it's, it's a Japanese cat. <laughs> you see, you gotta gotta watch it with these things. You never know what sort of weird underworld connections he has with our favorite Legion Myth leader. Mm-hmm. Speaking, uh, of... speaking of our favorite okay. Legion of Myth people, and he the dog, see the dogma, we're going to have anime on the stream. We're talking about Gojira, City of the Edge of Battle, and Harlock, Space Pirate. Yes, Go both of them Netflix, that's how it turned out. And both of them movies and not series. Which is nice for a change. How it turned out, yeah. I have seen one of these. I've seen the second one. Oh, because Godzilla came out the 18th. Yeah, yeah it came out three it. days ago. In Garthon's comic poll, we got Avengers number five, Justice number four, and Injustice versus Masters of the Universe number one. My Which theme is bananas. My theme is every comic is more insane than the one before it. But how can you beat that? How can you beat you can't beat that? It's awesome. Wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second. Uh, in the Avengers comic on the cover, I remember Captain America is riding in the back, all all back seat in Ghost Rider's car. That's right. And they're running from Sentinel, uh, Celestials. Yeah, Celestials. That is the first on your list. The oh, least crazy. This is the least insane. Oh wow. Okay. I All guess right. one could argue the DC one that Justly is a little less insane, but 
No, it's not. And I'll tell you why. Okay. All right. And in the RNG, we're going to talk about how Childhood Dies by Diversity's Daggers with the Buffy remake. Yep. We're going to talk there, all about that nonsense. Yeah, we'll get there. We're, we're a very neutral political po- live stream, but there's, there's some points. Come on. There's some bad stuff in there. And a special thank you to our top subscribers. Through Twitch, we got all these people. Look at that. You can be one of those people. If you're lucky, we'll let you be. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Please, please like us. Uh, through <laughs> Patreon, we, Hicks, two we will six. accept even blood Here's diamonds. We, We're not picky. We are not picky. You know, if you have some spare drug money lying around, we will take it. We'll clean it. We're not good at it. No. But we'll try. Yeah. I will just keep it, honestly, and spend it on things like video games. Well, no, I'll, I'll actually wash it first because it's probably got a whole ton of cocaine on it. DLC. You know, that Galgun package that, you know, unlocks the Secret Secret was like 99 bucks, people. You know. It's not going to buy itself. not going to buy itself. But if you were part of a drug deal gone bad and you made it out with two extra cases of cash, I know some people who have some things that need to be bought. Just saying. You can make that cash disappear for you. We could do that. We are helpful that way. <laughs> Please share, like, comment, follow, or subscribe. Thank you, Elizabeth. Loves you. Especially other top donors. Beldahar through Street Labs. Through all these things, uh, we got lots of other stream labs. A great way. Twitch cheers and most easiest way to directly contribute to the streams. So let you know what's going on. Through PayPal, Alan Jordan, Max Love, Heathen Dog, and through video game donations. Thank you again, Baldahar. Yay. Like, subscribe, comment. All these fine places Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Discord, and the other version through SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music. Bunk. As always, you can support many ways. Patreon, Streamlabs, PayPal, get your gear, shop.spreadshirt.com, or cheering through Twitch. And as always, the opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. That was beautiful. It is beautiful in its own way. Like, follow, and subscribe. Do you know what else brings you safety in an unsafe world? What? When you are hit by the slings and arrows of iniquity. When your fellow man seems full of naught but hatred, anger, disdain, distortions. And life itself crushes you under its boot heel like the pathetic bug you are. But you are not. You are one of the mighty, my friends. You are one of the chosen ones. And how I know this is because you, my friend, have heard the message of Heathen Dogs, anime on the stream. Outstanding. That was beautiful. That was I beautiful. tried. I'm touched. touched. Thank you, everyone. Glad to in see you mind, here. Mind touching right there. It, it, it was good mind touching. You're fine. Welcome mind touching. Stroke the cerebellum, right. baby. There you go. Today's anime on the stream, we doubled Netflix and double movies. That's what? right. That's right. It's going to be good. You're going to like it, especially the first one. Because I'm really psyched about it. I'm like I like the way it went, and it is Godzilla: City on the Edge of Battle. This is the sequel to the Netflix Godzilla movie that came out months and months and months and months. And months oh, ago. it's actually a sequel then. Yes, it's number two. Ah, so they're now, gonna fight the bigger Godzilla. You've forgotten as well. I I reviewed it here on the stream. I know you reviewed the first one. Okay, good. And, and I uh, saw the first one. Yes. Now now uh, because. I'm going to spoil the first one, obviously. No. Talking about the beginning of the second one, I'm actually going to give a, a, a recap of the first one. 
All right. And if you don't want to listen to it, la la la, I guess do that or something. I don't know. But first we're going to get in the details of this. It's uh, directed by uh, Kobun uh, Shizuno and uh, Hiroyuki Sashita, written yeah. by uh, Gen Urobuchi, music by Ta- uh, Takayuki Hattori, studio Polygon Pictures and Toho Animation, licensed by Toho Animation in Japan, and Netflix for everywhere else because Netflix ponied up the money for it. Release date in in uh, Japan, it was May 18th, 2018. For everywhere else, it was July 18th, 2018. That Which was three days ago. Pretty impressive, really. Yeah. Running time of 101 minutes. And you, my friend, unless you're in Japan, can only watch it on Netflix. Now, let's all take a harken back to the original Godzilla remake on Netflix. And we'll tell you how it went. Okay. How it all started. One day, we're all minding our own business, right? A monster shows up, starts starts pounce, pouncing on a city, just destroying it. And it's not uh, Godzilla. No, it's not Godzilla. This is like a giant um, praying mantis. That looks like Manny the Mantis. Yes. And uh, no one knows where it came from. They killed it with extreme prejudice. Then another one showed up in Australia. Then another one showed up in London. And I'm, I'm, I'm watching this thinking, Jesus, did someone check under the bed for a monster factory? I mean, did you check all the places? Because... You just have to turn that place off and you'll be fine. The ocean's usually where they come from. That's full of bad things. Exactly. Well, and then it went on and then aliens came. And they're like, oh, this is great. No, no, no. Uh, the, the EXIF aliens came and said, listen, man, um, this, start, this started happening in our place too. And then one main monster came and uh, we, had to, we had to leave. And uh, we're going to help you leave too. And yep. another... Another aliens came, the Bilusaldo, Bilusaldo, and they're Bilusaldo. like, ah, the Axif are chumps. Well, they are. They're, they're weak. They're stupid. We got this. We're gonna make. A, we're gonna make a giant robot. They got a sissy space god. Exactly. We got. We're gonna make a giant robot. Hell yeah! And, and we're gonna kill all your monster problems. Yeah, it'll be well, awesome. The giant robot never got turned on. Mm. It was destroyed before it got activated. That's awkward. Yeah, it was it was bad. So what they do? Well, that was it. That was the ball game. That was that was their last shot. They left. They left. Uh, both alien races, you know, got together and built an escape the giant murder machine ship, which is Godzilla. And uh, everyone set course for a planet that the Exif and the Bilusalado uh, all said, "Hey, you know what? This might be habitable. We should go there." Sweet. Okay. It wasn't habitable. Aww. They got there. It was like, oh no, that sucks. That is very sad. So, uh, seeing a frozen ball of crap, they decided, you know what? Let's let's turn around and go back to Earth. I mean, by the time we get back, 20,000 years would have passed. Now, the reason being that is because they were flying at relativistic speeds. Right. They, they were flying close to light speed, so they had a time dilation problem. So, it was only 10 years to this, uh, to this new planet for them, but 10,000 years had passed to the rest of the universe. So, the 10 years back would be another 10 grand. 20 grand the world's got to be right itself by that point right you think things would be a lot I mean, better at this point it it's gotta and oh oh no nope. and they got the whammy yeah uh somehow godzilla's still walking around and the entire world has godzilla traits i mean uh bark has turned into godzilla scales animals look like uh miniature versions of godzilla only bird-like for birds so and the plants have like razor bladed leaves yeah, and they're hard yeah. as teflon it's no joke this whole the, the he he basically somehow terraformed the earth in 
into something completely inhospitable for everything but him. D-bag move, seriously. Pretty much, yeah. But our hero, which will come in later, he had a plan. Yeah. All the way to the crap planet and all the way back, he had a plan. He made a plan. He put it on the file server in the ship for free for everyone could see. The government keep trying to take it down, but he keeps putting it back up. And it was a good, sound plan. How to kill Godzilla. The, and some of the exif were like, you know, this is my work your plan and then when they when they got to the earth they found godzilla they said okay let's put his plan to action and they did it it worked they killed the giant thunder lizard from from, yeah, from hell suck it. they killed them dead take that so part two is about resettling earth right yeah it has to be nope oh that was not godzilla that was godzilla baby oh after the, after the baby died godzilla woke up from a, a torpor or something a yeah. mountain had grown on top of it shook off the mountain no yeah now uh now godzilla from twenty thousand years ago didn't actually get old and die just got uh, bigger yeah more like uh more like earth dawn dragons where they don't they're they're ageless where they just keep getting bigger and he had twenty thousand years to get bigger he's over 300 meters tall now a hundred thousand tons and exceptionally nimble for a lady of her size uh, she, uh, um, all of the, all of the, almost like 90% of the, of the party that went to earth to kill the baby Godzilla, whom they thought was the real Godzilla. Uh, he, she killed all of them in like a swoop of her tail and one, one atomic breath. Yep. Dead. That's it. But Haro is not deterred. Uh, speaking of Haro, he's our main character. Haro Sakaki. Hello. All right. The guy who made the plan. To kill Godzilla. Ended well, up his, plan, Godzilla. his plan worked perfectly. It worked, yeah. If he had gone back in time 20,000 years well, and, that. and hit the real Godzilla when it was the same size as the baby Godzilla, would have worked great. Because it worked great this time. But, meh, now we got a bigger problem. Yeah. You didn't think that was possible. But somehow... He... he did it. He made a bigger problem. Now, he's still determined to kill the real Godzilla. Well, they got nowhere the... else to go at this point. Yeah, the people on the ship they're out of contact with the ground crew. All they saw was this giant Godzilla get up, shoot everyone, tail whip everyone, and then no one's talking. Yep. So they figure, okay, we're going to give this 48 hours, and then uh, if no one, if we don't find anybody, we're leaving, uh, going somewhere. I don't know where, but here is not an option anymore. But he is now in command. He is the supreme commander ground forces Earth because everyone who ranked above him is dead. So, hey, that's one way to rank up. So, the private's in charge. <laughs> well, like, sir, he's the guy who had the plan in the first place. Maybe it's not a bad idea. Right, right. So, uh, when the real Godzilla killed 90% of his men, uh, he was wounded. And at the end of the first episode, he woke up in a hut with right. clay pots all around. Yes, and some crazy indigenous chicks. Yes, and the, the indigenous people are the Hotua. Right, they're a native human population. They've been here for twenty thousand years. All right, so they've been they've, living with all the monster attacks. Exactly, they've adapted to hide from monsters, and they've adapted to breathe the air in this uh, in this environment and to survive the all of the nat basically a Godzilla terraformed the entire Earth to be Australia, deadly to most anything alive, except a murderous monster. Pretty much that. Yeah, Godzilla's. I mean, uh, Australia's a very dangerous place. Yes, it is. 
Yes, it is. Now, uh, she she takes the survivors, in, in, including Haro, uh, to her village, which is underground, well hidden, and thermally thermally uh, encapsulated, and you know, in a non IR through you know, because Godzilla apparently can see heat. Well, yeah. Okay. Great. Now, uh, the elders tell the tell the space survivors that listen, um, Godzilla's gonna crush you like a bug. It's what, you got it's what Godzilla no plan. Does. You got you got no plan. You got no hope. But you you're no not chance. our no enemy. chance at all. Exactly. You you're not our enemy. You're the enemy of Godzilla. And you know what? Godzilla's our enemy because Godzilla killed our god. Oh. All we have is our god's egg, which is right over here. And then they touch the egg, and they everyone realizes that that that's how they communicate. They communicate with telepathy through the egg. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Now. I believe that this is Mothra in egg form, but Could they be. didn't really get into it. It didn't hatch or anything. So I don't know. But the the Biluthalodo aliens that, that were that were left alive on the ground forces noticed that, that uh, the, the Hotua arrow tips were made of a special substance. What were they made of? They were made of Mecha Godzilla. Oh or it, the, the nano metal that Mecha Godzilla was made of. Ah. Now, uh, they they trace the energy signature back to the the uh, the military installation where Mechagodzilla was created and was supposed to be launched at the base of what was Mount Fuji. 20,000 right. years changed the landscape a bit, so they couldn't find it right away. And, and that and the giant monsters. Yeah, that and the giant monsters changed it a lot. And what they found was supposed to look like that, a Mechagodzilla that was broken but still there. Maybe they could repair it, but what they actually found was this. Mechagodzilla was too damaged to repair itself, so what did it do? It recreated the facility that it, it was created in out of nanometal. It had 20,000 years to to replicate nanometal. And nanometal is really, apparently really easy to replicate. It just it touches a substance. The, the nanobots go into the substance, change it into metal, and that's how it grows. That 20,000 years to make so much of itself that it's now city-sized. So could it remake the factory to remake uh, the Mechagodzilla? No, because uh, um, it took a it took a, a brain blast with with atomic atomic energy from uh, from from Godzilla when it was hit the first time twenty thousand years ago. So it, it it didn't have that capacity. Okay. By itself, it just it knew how to replicate itself and do a, an easy thing like the facility, not itself, which is an intricate you know, AI computer. It couldn't Fair repair enough. itself. So when when the when the Bilisario, whatever they're called, uh, got there, made made some quick repairs, uh, recreated control stations, took took control of Autobot City, which I call it. Yeah. And it looks like now Netflix. yeah, now they have a plan. Now they have the resources of twenty thousand years worth of grown nanometal. Hey, there you go. Which is extremely heat resistant, radiation resistant. It's crazy. It's basically a, a Godzilla fortress, and they're going to need it because this one's a big mofo. And he's pissed. Yes, and he's upset. Now, I'm not going to get any more into it because I don't want to spoil it for you. I'm going to end it right there. Now, all right, all right. what did I give it? Four stars. Why? Ooh. The action was excellent. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, they did, they, they, they did everything right with the action. They did everything right with the storytelling. The pacing was good. Uh, the, the the plot wasn't way out there. 
You know, I mean, every everything on this new planet they discovered, they left, you know, pieces, you know, they, they gave pieces of that information in the first movie. So no, nothing was an M. Night Shyamalanian surprise. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was good. And they in this one, they really fleshed out the two alien species. They re- you really get to know what makes the Exif tick and the Bilosawal the, 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 the tick. You really it really goes back into their backstory in this one, oh, which good. in the first one I didn't like because it didn't really do that. Yeah, you had pretty much no clue about them. Exactly. You now, what I did were like, religious and the Bilosawal were warlike. Were warlike. Yeah, that was all. That was all they had. But it really they really flushed them out this time. Now, uh, what I didn't like about it. It didn't have as much action as the as the first one. The first action one didn't they did have, have that much action anyway. Yeah, uh, what what action they they did have in this one was very well done, well scripted, well 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 choreographed for for an anime, and uh, and it, it looked impressive and it flowed very well. Cool. Uh, didn't have a whole lot. It had a lot in the beginning, a lot at the end, but the middle was all build up, so there wasn't really a whole lot of fighting in the in the middle. The whole middle of the movie. And this one's more about morality and ethics than it had to be. Well, you know, I get Godzilla's it. Godzilla's always I, used as like a morality play, or yeah, yeah. Like. But the human race is basically dead, man. There, there's no lesson to be learned here. They're dead. All right now, now it's just an obstacle, and that and that's what it was in the first movie. Now I'm, I'm not talking about the morality of Godzilla. I'm, I'm talking about the, the morality of of what would you become to defeat Godzilla? Would you become your own worst enemy type thing? Yeah. You know, what wouldn't you do? What line wouldn't you cross? And they really delve deep into that when you really only had to touch on it. Fair so, yeah, so that's why I lost a star for the, for those two things. But other than that, I mean, it was, it's an excellent movie. There's no reason why you should miss it. Watch the first one, obviously, beforehand. But if you've already watched first one, give this one a go. You're going to like it. All right. Sounds good. Four stars. All right. Now, next, we have Harlock, Space Pirate. Yes. This is a remake of Captain Harlock from, what, 1972 or 8? I thought it was an 80s anime. No, I think it was 1978. It was a first iteration. Oh, it's old. I I could be wrong. Anyway. Now, uh, this this is how it's set up. This is the future. Uh, mankind discovers FTL. All right, it's more like a tesseract, like a te- like a teleportation type thing. But uh, it's it's a it's an FTL drive, and they spread out among uh, along the galaxy, and they plant themselves on habitable worlds, and the human race grows to five hundred billion strong. Nineteen seventy eight TV series. Ah, I was right. Five hundred billion strong. That's a lot. It's a lot, but. The universe apparently doesn't like people that much because all of the environments except for Earth started failing. Ooh. And it didn't explain why. I didn't like that, but it, it didn't explain why. It's just that everyone had to go back to Earth. Well, Earth can't handle 500 billion people. Can't. So that started the homecoming war where people who got there were like, no, we're going to land here. No, we're going to land here. You can't land here. You got 20 billion people with you. Well, you got 30 billion. So what? We're stronger than you. And then they start fighting. Fair enough. And then uh, one, uh, a couple of groups of people banded together and created the Gaia Sanction. Told everyone that, listen, Earth is off limits. Suck it. No one's getting it. You can't share. We're taking the ball. We're going home. No one's living on Earth. It's a sanctuary. So, So the human race is dying out in space because there's 
just not enough room for everyone on earth. Now, I would personally, I would have waited until all but 5 billion people are dead and then, yay, you're the lottery winners. You get to live on earth now, but that's uh, not how their minds go. But uh, let's talk about the details of this. Written by Shinji Aramaki, directed by Shinji Aramaki, sorry, written by Harutoshi Fuki, Fukui, I think. Music by Tetsuya Takahashi, Studios Toy Animation, and uh, helped by Marza Animation Planet, licensed by Toy Animation Japan, and of course Netflix in the U.S. Because pay for it. Release date: the original release date was September 7, 2013. So this thing's almost five years old. Running time: 111 minutes, and you can watch it if you're not in Japan on Netflix. Now let's talk about the main character, Captain Harlock. Look at him. He's badass. He's got an eye patch too. You can't see it because of his because of his flowy hair, but he's got an eye patch. He's been an unstoppable pirate throughout all the known known worlds for the last one hundred years. Yeah, people live longer in the future. No, no, they don't. Dread pirate. No, he's the same guy from a hundred years ago. He is ageless. Robot. Nope, not a robot. (laughs) You can keep going, but I'm gonna keep going. Okay, he and his crew have a plan. To save humanity. Ooh, I like this. They have a plan. The guy sanctioning does not like this plan. The save humanity plan. Well, no, they're, that, that ruins their plans. It ruins their, their place in the universe, their power. You know, and they keep trying to kill him to stop him from doing his plan, but he keeps winning because that's what he does. He's the rooster, and they can't snuff the rooster, so what do they do? Well, you know, he ain't going to die. They send in a traitor, a spy, a backstabbing, a backstabbing bastard named Yama. His only mission is to kill Harlock. He has to get conscripted into his crew, earn Harlock's trust, and stab him in the back. That's his job. That's his job. Everyone needs a job. He's the younger brother of Isora, the Gaia-sanctioned fleet commander for the Earth system. All right, so he's got he's got pull. He's got pull in places. His brother sent him on this mission special. No. Now, uh, Yama's got a bit of a dark past, little problems. Let's see. Um, uh, he caused an explosion that paralyzed his brother, basically killed the girl he loved as a kid. And because of this, he's got lots of issues. That sounds like someone who, you know, you could trust to be an assassin. Uh, well... Just saying, he's killed before. Exactly. Speaking of trust, next slide. No, there's that. Uh, speaking speaking of uh, the next main character, the ship. The okay. ship is the main character. It's a cool ship. The Arcadia. It's an excellent redesign. It's it just is. wow. It's just freaking wow. It's powered by dark matter, yes. right? There were there were four ships that uh, that the Gaia sanction created to protect the Earth from everyone. They are all powered by dark matter, by by the, the the last of a dying alien species who had harnessed dark dark matter from like way back. Mm-hmm. They were able to make four ships, and Harlock took one, and he made it into his pirate vessel, and he destroyed the other three. And he put a skull on it. Cause that's cool. Yes, the ship because of the dark matter is self regenerating. You shoot it, it heals, very quickly. That's nice. And if we look at clip number one, we will see if you have a healing ship, you can do maneuvers that would normally be considered cuckoo bananas crazy. Such as? 
Uh, take him out! Yowza! Oh, crack, 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 crack. Heck with your ship. Yep. Painful. That was cool. It was cool, wasn't it? All right, now. Uh, it's basically a tank, but it handles like a sports car. I mean, he, nice. he can pivot. He can stop on a dime. He, he can he can turn like he's on a freaking unicycle in this thing. It's It, it defies all physics. So he's got the best by, stuff. Powered by dark matter. That's why. Yeah. That's the reason. That's the explanation. That's all you need to know. We're not going to go well, into well, it. Dark matter, they, done. Well, they, they explain it a little bit so as not to say it's dark matter. Shut up. No, they actually say it, it's it's dark matter. It it could actually manipulate gravity, and uh, uh, it, it was the, it was very much like uh, um, the TV series Andromeda. Remember that one with Ke with uh, Kevin Zorbo? How could I forget Kevin Zorbo? Okay, uh, the the reason the Andromeda could turn and pivot so well is because it had uh, it had uh, gravitic manipulation generators, which which made it seem like it only had six ounces of mass, which is convenient. Yeah, so that's kind of what it does. I mean, he, he can he can increase or decrease the apparent mass of his ship at will. So when he hits someone, he can increase the mass. And when he wants to turn, run away, or do a daring maneuver, he decreases the apparent mass. And then he can perform this maneuver on regular engines. Now, nice. I was talking about earlier the, the whole trust issue thing. Yes. And uh, we're going to get into that now because Isora, uh, Yama's big brother, doesn't really trust his little brother to get this thing done. Oh, never really thought he was going to do it. So, uh, yeah, his plan the entire time was to, was, uh, to, uh, trick Harlock into the earth system and then kill him with overwhelming force. Like, I don't know, 500 ships at one time. That's not a bad plan. Killing his brother in the process, but he doesn't really care. Yeah. His brother did take his legs. Yes, uh, he has, uh, his, uh, Isora has issues as well. All these years, he's kept his brother feeling guilty for taking his legs. That's kind of a dick move. Like, actively made sure that he never got over it, so he could control his brother brother better. And his girl, uh, Yama's girl, didn't really die. She was mostly dead. And he put her in a, uh, in a medical cuboid pod thing, and he keeps her around as a hologram. Because he, he loved her more than Yama ever did. That's creepy. Yeah, a little creepy. Yeah. So, yeah, he's 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 a bad dude. Now, what did I think about this movie? What did you think? Three and a half stars. Three and a half stars. Oh. Uh, I'll tell you what. The space battles are... You know what? They're amazing. Run clip number two right now. I'm going to show you... Running. Space battle. Go. Pew, 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 pew. I wish I could run sound with I this. I like the giant cannons. Oh. Yes. And how they move around in a circle yes. on gears. That's so awesome. you can fire at any angle, anywhere. It's freaking amazing. <laughs> Screw your puny ships. You exactly. need bigger guns. You don't have them. Yes, your guns are small, just like your mines. Pew, pew. That's a long... Sh Surprised you're not ramming through them more. Ah, oh, that was cool. Yep. All right, now, uh, the Harlock is also cool. I mean, he's written to be the cool guy. Well, yeah. I mean, he he's a pirate captain. Everyone everyone follows him. He's got presence. Even in the original and, anime, he's the cool guy. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He he's he's got that he's got that way. And the Arcadia, it, it was it was great. Everything about it was great. Everything about it, even its backstory, it's it's sentient. The ship itself is sentient. I'm not gonna tell you why. La 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 la. I'm not gonna say. But they 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 really put a lot of thought into it. 
when they wrote the story, which I like. Now, what I didn't like about it, the supporting char characters are paper. They're paper people. There's no backstory at all. They, they're around for one-liners only, which is sad. I mean, the one-liners were funny and good, I guess, yeah. but they you, could have had more depth. You really wanted more. Yeah. And, of course, this is all computer animation. That's the way it is nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, God, uh, Godzilla 2 and Godzilla was computer animation. Well, this one was the whole, like, uncanny valley. Like, oh, my God, they're trying to be so hyper-realistic that it looks weird. Yeah, it's also five years old, so. Yeah, Maybe but it looks weird, man. It gave me the willies. No, I get you. I, I've, I've seen this one, and I, I kind of agree there, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and the plot was little far-fetched it was a little in left field i was like when, when you find out what harlock's plan is you're like really dude really it's that, his plan to activate the min-may defense so it was, it was it was just about as ridiculous <laughs> i'm like i gotta believe that's gonna work now pass can't suspend that disbelief <laughs> and look at the look at his shoulder see that bird what the hell is that bird that is, is a, a byproduct of 1970s anime is it a dodo is it a is it a dodo had sex with a crow? It's a space vulture. It's a it's a space vulture with a dodo head. Like like a Warner Brothers cartoon dodo bird head. That's how it was kind of drawn in the original. That's all you I know can what? say. They they spent the time to change the Arcadia. They could have spent the time to to change the dodo crow. They could have yes. Yeah. So it got hit for that. But you know, people—they're fanboys in Japan. Just would have freaked if that. I happened. know, I know. But hey, Netflix put out the money. Shut up. But uh, yeah, three and a half stars is still really good. I did not have a—I had a good time watching it. I did not regret watching it any more. Seven out of ten—that's a good score. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it had the the plot was far fetched, and the dodo bird upset me. But that's just me personally. And the supporting characters weren't as good as uh, weren't as well well done as, as they should have been. As, as as I hope they would have been, but that's it. Everything else about it was great, especially action. Oh my god, space battles again are amazing. Made up for so much. Cool. Made up. Got like that. And if you're watching Captain Harlock, you want some space battles. Oh yeah, definitely. that's what you're watching for. All right, thank you, Heathen Dog. And as always, don't miss an episode. Follow with Twitch. You hit the follow notification. What happens there after you go? You click that little thing. Tell you what. Boom! Subscribe. After you subscribe, your life will be at least three percent more complete. And also, you do the same thing on YouTube. Subscribe. Be subscribed. Zap, zap, zap. Feel the energy. Feel the love tonight, my friends. So you'll never miss an episode of Heathen Dog telling you what's going on. And if you want more Heathen Dog, it's available on YouTube. See his past videos of teaming up with that Garthon cat in Warframe, Star Trek Online. Check his past streams of various other games, including Monopoly Plus. Actually, fun to watch, weirdly enough. Uh, Star Trek it. Online. Outlast. Portal. That was a fun one to watch, too. And check out his Monday night streams at 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. Where are you still playing Soma? I am still playing Soma. I'm going to finish that dang game. I I'm going to do it. I believe you. I'm going to win. I'm a winner. You are a winner. And you can be a winner, too, with Legion of Myth. Yes. Thank you, then, dog. You're welcome. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I believe it is time. Garthon's comic poll! Let's see. Every book is a little more insane than the one preceding it. So we'll start with the most sane book today, Avengers number 5. And let me tell you, that is a relative peer we're walking on. Wow. Uh, written by that Jason is... Aaron. 
Pencils by Paco Medina and Ed McGinnis. Inks by Juan Velasco with Mark Morales and Carl Story. A lot of inkers. Uh, yeah. Colors by David Curiel and the covers by Ed McGinnis. So, overall plot what? line. What ben... the hell? That's Over... all. I look at this cover. All I gotta say is, what the That's... hell, man? New Ghost Rider is awesome. I like him. The uh, overall plot line is Celestials are dying, and these ancient proto-Celestials, like the very last group of them, showed up to Earth, uh, and they decided to kill everyone. And Loki's. Why? I'm getting there. Oh. Okay. And Loki's in charge of them. Why? Sure. We'll find out. The uh, first event is start going back to fight back. There's like, all these crazy bug things coming out. They f- in this issue find out the crazy bug infection was actually caused when the first celestial giant space robot god thing fell from the sky to Earth billions of years ago. When we, Earth we was when Earth was full of proto cavemen, actually even before that. Wait, wait, did did they retcon the celestials again? I thought the celestials took took the proto cavemen and made the eternals and the inhumans. Yes, that was later. Oh. Uh this is like a proto like the first celestial got some weird space herpes. Oh. And which are like been having sex with black holes. I'm telling you. But these big <laughs> creepy black bugs are all full of it, you know. And he was sick, puking, dying, fell to earth, puked up the last of his black celestial blood. And freaking die. They're the primordial lose. This is all... Now this history is according to Loki. Telling Captain America, like, you know how pathetic you people are? Here's the real history of your planet. So this proto-celestial, the first one, bites it on the planet. And Spreads so, his genetic material all over the place. Right. So basically, and that mixes with the celestial ooze, or the primordial ooze, and that's where life starts on the planet. Billions of years after that... Uh, the other Celestials are like, hey, where'd Bob go? I didn't see Bob. Anyone? I haven't seen him in, like, forever, man. Man, there, I went to a part his house. There's, like, mail stacking up. So, uh, the first Celestial's lover comes up. Another giant proto-Celestial. Wait, wait, shouldn't she be dead, too? I mean, she gave him they a They said it's right? a he. Well, oh, no, he got the infection, right. like, going through, maybe, I don't know. What the, you can't, they don't have, they're sexless anyway. But right. he got this, the first proto-celestial got this infection, like, just in space. Like, he went through some dark matter cloud or something, and that's when he got it. Okay. It was just floating around on its own. The The infection used to get take energy from, like, devouring planets and dying suns and things like that. But it found mm-hmm. celestials are full of energy. Oh, yeah. So, the lover of the first one shows up billions of years later. It's like 65 million B.C., and he's like, yo, Bob, are you, oh, crap, you're dead. And then he starts getting hit in the head by Odin. And the year 65 million BC Avengers, which were the star brand Hulk, the. Uh, what? What? This is a whole separate series. What? Well, the star brand is Earth's natural defense. And the star brand in prehistoric times basically looked like the Hulk. Except dumber and grayer. Um, also, there was the Phoenix Force, Odin, uh, the Black Panther spirit, the... Uh, who else was there? There were no Panthers yet! Oh, my God. Doesn't matter. Um, basically, it all... Basically, uh, the Ghost Rider. 
The spirit of vengeance was there. No, he wouldn't. Hey, don't don't start bringing logic into these things. No. He rode no. a flame, wolf, flaming woolly mammoth. Yep, yep, I'm out. Starting I, drinking. I told you. <laughs> this is the first one, and you said this is sane. This is the sanest one. This is just backstory. You know what? Toast to you. Uh. So. Hang on. Here it comes. Here it comes. Wait for it. Is that a cork? There it is. There it is. Champagne for you. I was gonna bust this out if the very first one you did was so crazy <laughs> that I had to drink. And it's so crazy that I have to drink. Thank that's, you very much. That's just a setup. Anyway, these proto Avengers 65 million BC, like this celestial shows up, like, oh damn, it's after our planets and stuff. And so they promptly beat the living crap out of the celestial. It was a very hard fight, right? Celestial was kind of taken like what? From their from their point of view, we're being attacked. Get it? From, from Celestial's point, point of, of view, it's like, I just, what about Bob? It's like, oh, Bob, Bob, oh, God! And <laughs> stop it, stop it, stop it! And they got a few lucky shots, and it knocked it out temporarily. At that point, it's like, oh, my gosh, what a terrible fight. What are all these giant black bugs? Oh, my God, what is going on here? And then, like, a bunch of other Celestials showed up. And they're like, hey, hey, where'd Carl go? You didn't see Carl? He went after Bob. And the other guys all showed up. And they, the prehistoric Avengers look up like oh crap because all these others showed up like they barely took one and it's just sleeping yeah but when it fell the infection got on it uh oh so the other celestials kind of look at it okay, look at the I Avengers and the proto Avengers are kind of like yeah we're out and they leave <laughs> <laughs> like we don't even look there's a there's a dude riding a flying a flaming woolly mammoth we're out yep done so they left they were Why didn't they just destroy the Earth, the source of an infection that obviously can kill them? That's the question. Loki actually mentions that and says no one knows oh. why. Because Celestials are basically stupid. They're insane. They're Celestials. Yeah. They're, they have these, they're, maybe they didn't want, they knew to do that, they'd have to kill their own and they refused to do that, even if they were infected. Mm. So they yeah. leave. And the one they knocked out gets full of, infe- gets full of the infected stuff. And, uh, Basically, the little bugs decide to just suck on the juice of that thing for the next, you know, 70 million years. 65 okay. million, give or take. So at this point, the bugs are popping up. Because they uh, ran out of juice. Pretty much. Stuff's happening. Uh, the universe is dying. The, sl- the the last group of Celestials is showing back up to finally kick the hell out of Earth because they're tired of this crap. And under Loki's the watch. The is dying? Yeah, that don't even worry about it <laughs> okay all right yep i'll just drink some more all right you, you know how in the dc universe they broke the source wall pretty mm-hmm. much the same thing happened in the marvel universe of course yeah that sounds perfect yeah so all this crazy stuff's happening the celestial the last group of celestials have shown up and they're like, you know, Loki basically, I think Loki basically told him, hey, if you kill everything on the Earth, you'll be able to get, you know, find a cure or at least take out the people who start all this crap. So that's what they're down for. And that's just a setup. <laughs> this is how they get to where we're at. Um, 
in the last issue, Captain America, they decide to launch a plan where they're going to basically throw teleporter bombs at the Celestials and teleport them into the sun. Teleporter bombs. Oh, yeah. Celestials in the sun. That's going to work. No, it's not. No, not even a little bit. See, no. see you and I know immediately that's not going to work, but that's the best yeah. they got. And sad thing is they actually grab Captain America. They're like, oh, we can't do it now. We're the Earth is doomed. He's like, do it anyway. I'm a soldier. I'm willing to take the, oh, no, Cap. And they do it. Boom. He's in the sun. But he's with Loki. And he's in, like, a force field bubble. Loki's like, see, aren't I nice? I'm sure you didn't die in the sun from your idiot friends. You know, I, well, I, I, I practice ancient magic. Going into the sun is not going to stop me. And certainly, Hero Cell is not going to stop the Celestials. You know, the giant space gods? Yeah. They, yeah. they, they don't give a crap about being in the sun. Especially not a little yeah. one like yours. So, they truck their way back to Earth. And like, oh, no, that didn't work. How did that not work? Oh, my God. This issue, they finally start pulling their heads out of their butts. Great. Um, the, uh... Ghost Rider ends up, like, following, like, Cap and Loki, like, trying to stay hidden to try and, like, maybe rescue Cap or something. And he's overhearing all this stuff. And about what have the Celestials and everything. He's like, oh, gosh, we're basically, like, God's puke. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> the... But basically, um, Cap gets free of Loki, jumps to the back of Ghost Rider's car, like, drive, 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 and they run off. Uh, they end up, like, he ends up getting attacked by the Celestials. The car crashes. They start trying to save some people because they're taking out the town. Ghost Rider jumps in a tractor, which, like, the wheels flame up and everything. He's like, these Ghost Rider tractor rescuing people in Russia. Awesome. Yeehaw. And, you know... Which leads to a Cap Ghost Rider moment where Cap's like, all right, go all right, Ghost Rider, this is great. I'm glad you're with us. We need to do this and this and this. Cap's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm a dude from L.A. This is way – I'm the spirit of vengeance, I guess, because I'm kind of new at this still, but that's beyond my level. I'm down here. You're up here with the Avengers. I'm down here. I'm, I'm Ghost Ridering things, you know. I drive a car. I, and a tractor. I stop drug dealers. That's what I do. And Cap's like, you just made a flaming tractor just by sitting on it. You have four, you're probably the most powerful version of Ghost Rider I've ever seen, and I've seen four of them. And he's like, really? He's like, yes. I haven't, I've, I've never seen that much of Ghost Rider who could just do that without even thinking about it. And I could tell just from the way I've seen you rescue, the way I've seen you operate, you're actually a good person on the inside, even with this vengeance in you. And if you want to go. I won't hold it against you. I understand that this isn't your element. Just it'll be a little too much for you. I get it. Well, the reason they were in Russia is because that's where the body of the first celestial is. Or the second. First one. First one, the dead one. Of course it died in Russia. Eh. Russia is the graveyard of empires. So, Ghost was like, alright. Maybe I can do something here. And Cap's like, okay, I'm going to go over here with the other Avengers and start doing some Wait, stuff. stop, stop. Do not tell me he climbs in his Celestial Armor and, and, and Ghost Riders it. Don't tell me that. So. Oh, my God. What? I haven't even got there yet. <sighs> Meanwhile, uh, Thor and She-Hulk return from Asgard. They're like, hey, Iron Man and Captain Marvel, we have returned with some after smashing many Titans and things. We have come. With something we think will help us fight these things. We we know they're celestials and they're bad. Odin said he fought them 65 million years ago, and he said uh, to leave them the hell alone and to run for our lives. Screw him. 
So what we did was we got this fruit, which means She-Hulk are going to eat, and it'll give us power to equalize that of the Celestials. Really? From fruit? It's, right. it's magic. You can just reel fruit. Sure. At the same time, uh, Black Panther and Doctor Strange have figured out how to energize themselves based with the same energy the uh, the infected bugs use, so that now their attacks actually like, could cut through them. Right? So they figured out how to harness that energy. At the same time, you keep uh, earlier this Iron Man's like, okay, I need to send the 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 bit the bottle GK5 unit from from the moon, right? And so he keeps calling like, okay, okay, all right, motherboard, what's the ETA of the GK or whatever? And it's like it's you know, 13 minutes. So it's like I need it now. So it ends. You find what the fruit does when they eat it is it turns them into giants. That's it. Well, they basically, you know, it's kind of like they rawr, they get, become giant size and their power expands with their size. Okay. Iron Man's special gift, or, or, you know, reserve suit arrives, and it turns out to be a giant mecha. Ghost Rider shows up in his flaming celestial body. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so the very end scene is like something out of a kaiju film. You got these super uh, cap also when he when he finds what he's doing is like, well hey if I can get on some of that energy action so they charge him up too. So the final scene is like four giant Avengers. <laughs> rawr, rawr. All right. Not I'm, a fan. I'm gonna of go to the bathroom now and I'm going to uh, think about all the bad decisions I made. <laughs> this is beautiful. I love it. The book is absolutely insane. Um. It flows incredibly well for all the muddled stuff going on. The lead into this point has been a little weird. It's going back and forth a bit too much. I really think that Jason Aaron just really wanted to have a scene like this, and he made an excuse to build to it. Um, it's fun. It's not overly dramatic. There's no navel gazing. It's we have a problem. Let's take care of it. It actually took a jump from the first issue was was looking like a very standard, hey, we're getting the band back together, to kind of this insane, you know, now we have giant Avengers punching ancient space alien robots. And I love it. I love everything going on right now. I don't love how they're doing She-Hulk now. That needs to be corrected. They need to turn Jen back to how she used to be when she was actually an interesting and fun character. I really hate the new version of She-Hulk. Um, but everything else is great. It flows way better than you would expect it to. The art is dynamic and fun to read. The colors work really well. I, I Nothing jumped at me, but everything flowed really well without anything just being off or just really lazy. Really nice coloring work, actually. So, final rating I give for this Four stars. And I loved it. Great book. Buy it. Uh, or wait for the trade to come out since we're in issue four already. It's just insane enough where it just you got to read it. It's great. And even less sane than this, Justice League number four, written by Scott Snyder, art by Jorge Jimenez, colors by Alejandro Sanchez, cover by Jimenez and Sanchez. Uh, the art in this book is interesting. It seems to like vary in how extreme its style is based on the scene. It's almost like Jorge Jimenez is trying to illustrate when 
a scene is more tenuous by how he deforms things. Uh, you can actually kind of see that in the cover here where Joker's hand is just all jacked up. But then perspective is hard. Um, all right, I'm back. Welcome back. What? What? Wait, wait. What? 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 What did, what did you give the kaiju fest? Four stars. Oh, is gonna make fun of you. I don't care. It's okay. fun. It gets four stars. All right. That's a fun book. Uh, so far, what's happened in Justice League? The source wall that basically is like the barrier between all universes is broken. There's some universal secret that Lex Luthor has gotten a hold of that has shaken him to the core. And it looks like he's decided the universe has to go. Um, he's reunited the Legion of Doom back together. Of course, got the band back together. What about Lex? I thought he was supposed to be the leader of Legion of Doom. He is. Oh. Joker's just on the cover for some reason. Oh, okay. Uh, gotcha. Honestly, that's like the big issue I have. is like, why is Joker taking issues from Lex Luthor for any reason? Mm. For any kind of extended period of time? I guess... If Joker thinks it'll be funny enough in the end, like maybe he thinks in helping Lex in the universe and then thinking it'll never actually work is the fine is the best joke ever. I could see some reasoning along those lines, maybe. But Or or he's got a joke that he wants to tell the seconds before the universe ends, and it ends right before the punchline. That's the joke. Yeah, something like that. Some you know, some insane thing like that is the Joker's real motivation. But there's all sorts of crap hitting the wall at once in this issue. So Superman and Martian Manhunter have gone off in outer space to fight back against some sort of space celestial horde um, to stop the bad stuff from coming out of their broken source wall. They're actually at the wall fighting. While they're doing that, um, there were micro ships inside their brains uh, I'm sorry. Uh, the one inside Martian Manhunter's brain was being piloted by Hawkgirl. The one inside Superman's head was being piloted by Batman. Oh, sure. Yep. Why not? Yeah. Um. Okay. But. Uh. Meanwhile, everything's going to hell on Earth as well. Things are just going crazy. Uh. Oh my gosh, I just forgot his name. The uh, the really cool Green Lantern, the black guy. Um, oh, John John Stewart. Yes, Jonathan Stewart. Uh, meanwhile, Jonathan Stewart's been called back to the just like, hey, we need your help. You gotta come help us. He's like, ah, oh, screw that noise. I know, I'm busy. How'd you even get in touch with me? He's like, ah, oh, but it turns out the reason like he's kind of he's working for the Green Lanterns, but he's got a big problem in that he's actually kind of lost faith in the Green Lantern Corps, and somehow he has been chosen by the new force that has showed up in this thing, the Ultraviolet Force. Oh. Which, it's invisible. That's I right. It's the Invisible Light. The Invisible Light, you know, every... every uh, one of the colors is linked to an emotion, like green yep. is willpower, red is... yellow is... Wait, orange is envy... Yellow is fear, red is anger, right? They all got their thing. Yep. Uh, the ultraviolet is basically like emptiness and power. Vulcan, pretty much. But it's not necessarily logical. It's just emptiness and power, and it does and it doesn't even require a ring. It's just like imprinted into your DNA. Awesome. 
it shows like a little glowy ring thing on your hand, but you can't like scratch it off. It, you're you're just hosed. And if you're chosen, you can't say, no, nah, I'm cool. No, you're just, you're there. And Jonathan Stewart was chosen. And he's like, that's crap. He doesn't like it. He's in denial. But he ends up having to use the ultraviolet power to save some people because in this issue because it's super tough. And he ends up in a fight with Sinestro, who is the head of the ultraviolet core. What? Because he released that power. Because the, uh, as usual, the Green Lantern Corps had it bottled up because it was too powerful. It was bad. He's like, screw you people. And he unleashed it because he don't care. Who gave Sinestro the keys to anything? No one gave them to him. He just punched a lot of people in the head. So he got, he has that going for him now. Meanwhile, on Earth, uh, you got uh, Flash, Cyborg, I think Wonder Woman, fighting against a group of enemies who actually turns out who are fighting against Grodd wait it's uh sorry Aquaman Wonder Woman and Flash are fighting against Grodd Black Manta and Cheetah except it turns out Black Manta and Cheetah aren't even involved in the fight because Grodd, they show up, and then Grodd immediately, mind, you know, does the mind whammy on uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman, so they see each other as their enemy. Mm. And then Black Manta, you're like, well, I guess we'll take a break and just go. Wow, this plan is working well, and they walk off. While Aquaman and Wonder Woman begin to just fight, 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 fight. Meanwhile, the Flash is like, no, I'll stop you, you can't do that. He starts charging at, but he's like, I can't, I keep feel like I can't move, I'm so slow. It was just like that when I was fighting that my old enemy, the Turtle. The turtle is one of Flash's very first villains. Yeah. He's a bad, he's, and he's been retconned to be the master of the Still Force, which is the opposite of the Speed Force. And his use of the Still Force um, prematurely aged the turtle until he died. So he's like, so he doesn't understand why he could be feeling the Still Force. And then Gorilla Grodd lets him see that he's wearing like a papoose, like a baby carrier. And in the baby carrier is a baby. Who is, and the papoose has like a turtle theme, because you know Grodd has a sense of humor, and it. Uh, he's like, wait, that's, is that that's impossible? And Grodd's like, yeah, when the turtle died, you know, we I just cloned him because I figured out what I need to do. His power was killing him. It took me over 37 iterations of clones to get one where their power wouldn't kill them. And isn't that right? You look at the baby's like, yeah, you know, he's a happy baby being a Flash arch-villain with the big, evil, mind-controlling gorilla. Who actually, they give, like, a two-page backstory to Grodd. And it's actually, like, one of the best things I've read from Grodd. Like, talking about he was, like, a young runt in Gorilla City, and the other gorillas would pick on him. Oh, uh, he, was, he was the Rudolph of Gorilla City. Pretty much. But he had mental powers, like they didn't have. And he didn't let them know. And they are... And, the people outside didn't know about humans because they're like, I was like, maybe we should maybe make contact. Humans make peace with me. And he knew that they were evil because you seem like going to this cave. He found an explorer who had wandered into Gorilla City. And the guy's like, please, please just let me. My feet are worn through. I, I can see the bones. Please, please let me stop dancing. Right. And Grodd's like, and Grodd's this, this, you know, the narration is Grodd, when he met the man, the man offered him food. And his surface thoughts were that he wanted to be friends. But looking deeper, Grodd saw that he wanted to temp- 
can also capture Grodd and turn him into a display on a circus where he'd be forced to dance for people. So now he dances for Grodd. And when the, the guy's panties and Grodd just looks at him, dance faster. So that's, you know, Grodd hates people. Yeah, got it. Check. He believes all people are completely evil on the inside. And they got to go. So they figure out, like as a big group, that, or Flash, like basically, Sinestro shows up as fighting uh, John, the Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Superman is and Martian Manhunter are fighting back against the Horde of the Source Wall. The little ships, is, and meanwhile, in the little ships inside their brain, Joker pops up behind Hawkgirl. This was last issue. Knocks the crap out of her as he sneak attacks her. He takes over the ship. Uh, Lex Luthor pops up behind Batman. And ends up uh, basically ejects him out of the ship. Poof, you're gone. Yeah, I'm still a little fuzzy on the reason that there were little tiny ships. I in these don't people. remember what it was. I think my brain honestly wouldn't allow me to accept what it was. Okay. All right. There, I think my brain shut that out. Because, <laughs> like I said, sure. this. I'm not sure if this is brilliant or insane. I'm pretty sure it's the latter. Um, I saw this just for little snippets where of backstory where you see Lex Luthor find like some doorway in the middle of, that he didn't expect that has a strange symbol on it. That that's when he got the clue that like the world, like some of this whatever, it sh- shook his belief in the universe and it has to go now. So they beat down those guys. Well, Hawkgirl gets beaten the crap out of. Then Joker takes over the ship inside Martian Manhunter's head. The uh, Batman gets uh, ejected. And then Lex Luthor takes... So you know Batman's going to be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lex takes over the ship inside Soups' head. And so they both like clamp onto their brains. And instead of like using the ships to protect their brains from mind control, they flip the switch and they just take control of the dudes. Woohoo! Now Lex controls Superman. And Joker controls Martian Manhunter. Awesome. And they're going to do some bad stuff. Because now they're on the side of the force wall. Well, that's... Right before that, it was like, Flash, stop fighting Grodd. Because they figure out that somehow... Sinestro's talking about how... Once they stop the universe... Because the, the way things are progressing, things keep changing. If they could stop that change, he could release the full force of the ultraviolet ring and call the ultraviolet full throughout time. And, send a, and all that I say. So they basically use Flash fighting the turtle because the turtle keeps... The way he powers up is basically by reacting to the speed force. So the more Flash is, no, no, I got to get it. It's just trying harder and harder to keep pushing the speed force. It's just he's powering up the turtle who mega powers the still force. And they actually are able to amplify that to stop universal expansion. Which also stops the current state of the, the wall, which also allows Sinestro to call all the ultraviolet core. So, and so basically ends with the villains essentially have won at this point. They have Marshman Hunter. They have Superman. They've stopped the universe. They so whatever Luthor sure had to be done to save or destroy the universe. I'm not sure what he's up gotcha. to. They got it. They're there. 
right up the next issue where I'm sure Batman's going to, you know, have a rebreather on on the outside of the ship. Be like, oh, I will stop you, Lex. And, he's got a utility belt. Of course he's got a rebreather. Yeah, he'll be fine. Uh, so there's just so much going on in this. Um, and you, like I said either earlier, Jorge Jimenez does this great job of, like, the way he draws things, he will take perspective or anatomy and he'll distort things to show certain action. Um, not like the stupid, my I'm punch, anime, I'm punching so my arm is a blur now and it's all whippy, that kind of crap. But as, like, when Marshman and Superman are taken over, like, their faces distort and they're like, even their anatomy seems more contorted now. Because they're mm-hmm. twisted on the inside. You know, as people like do things, you see this kind of action, and it happens to environments as well. And I think that's on purpose, showing the difference between a more normal state to a more insane state. Hey, Duncan, good to see you. So that's a neat trick he's they're playing with there when it works, and usually it does. Mm-hmm. Um, but Scott Snyder loves big, overcomplicated insanity, and that's what he's throwing at you. Yeah. It's actually m- more followable to me than uh, Dark Knight's Metal where I just rolled my eyes too much. This is kind of interesting. It really rides the line with the way the supervillains are set up and everything where it's not quite falling into Super Friends territory but you can see where it could where it's too much. Why are these guys even working together? And there's little bits of humor but it's never there. It's always a little too dark, a little too serious for that. The plan, I, but still, they have like this insane, giant, overarching plan, which is kind of like a Saturday morning cartoon. But it's a dark, overarching plan. So I, oh, wow, it's really conflicting me on that. So I want, I want to like this issue more than I do. Is what I'm saying. It's insane. It's just all over the place. It's full of really dynamic ideas. But I don't love it. I wish I did. I wish I loved it. It's a way above average comic, though, so I'll get three and a half stars. Mm. I don't love it. I want to love it. But I don't. I like it. But there's too many... Why are there ships in their brain? I, <laughs> I read the issues and I don't remember. Like I said, I think my brain blocked it. So... Yeah, there's a lot going on. A lot of it's weird. I think the whole source wall thing is stupid anyway. But hey, that's just me. Okay. All right. Now, this is the piece de resistance. The actual most insane comic of today. The most insane comic of today. Injustice versus Masters of the Universe number one. Outstanding. Right there. It's, it's, it's a big winner. So... There has actually been a previous Superman versus He-Man comic in the 80s. And it basically consisted of Skeletor making or tricking Superman into fighting He-Man, which lasts like three punches. Then they're like, why are we fighting? And then they go, whoop, Skeletor. <laughs> so it was an 80s kids comic. Yeah. The So there are many things that go into why this is the most insane book today. Yes, Duncan, yes, I know. First of all, Injustice. Injustice is a spinoff of the DC Universe where Superman, Joker, killed Superman's family. Supes went nuts and killed Joker. 
And anyone who decided to say, maybe you shouldn't kill people, he killed them too. He just lost the plot at this point. Uh, well, this is like the injustice, what injustice is. Yeah. Uh, so basically, Evil Superman, you've kind of seen it in other like spinoffs where an evil Superman rules the world in a utopian iron fist. Mm-hmm. That's where you're at. That's injustice. Sure. The second part that makes this insane is this is actually a directly follows Injustice... Wait, sorry. Masters of the Universe versus Thundercats. Also insane. Also an insane concept, but more understandable. Uh, in Thundercats versus Masters of the Universe, they ended up teaming together because... Uh... No, really, we don't care. Seriously. Just stick with this one. <laughs> but, I was, but it has Mumra the Ever-Living. Anyway. I know, but still... So at the end of this, so, well, I got to give you some backstory with that. Just very small, like one minute. During that series, uh, Prince Adam was revealed to all of Eternia to be He-Man. Oh, my God. I know. He's gay. Everyone's like, I thought he was gay. (laughs) Everyone's like, you're the guy who looks exactly like He-Man, but wears pink shirts as He-Man? Hmm. I I, I don't. I know he has a sword just like He-Man's, and they're the same height, and they have the same build. I don't see it. I don't see it. Well, they have the on. same haircut. This is a comic. <laughs> so Superman got with glasses. Come on. Well, that actually works. They've actually a cele- they've had like celebrities, you know, just put on a pair of dark glasses, you know, black framed glasses, walk on the street, no one recognizes them. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, anyway. So, and also in that book, they ended up beating the crap out of Skeletor. And sure. uh, basically separating from his evil power source and, you know, casting him in, you know, off into the universe. Sounds great. Yep. Um, but in this series, it starts off with Zodiac of the Master of the Universe. The guy had like a bug eye helmet, had a chair yep. he flew around in. Let's wait. Let, wait let me see. Written by Tim Seeley. Art by Freddie E. Williams II. Colors by Jerry Caldwell. They're the same guys did the cover. This is what the art looks like in the whole book. The art okay. reminds me of the interior of a heavy metal, uh, an issue of heavy metal. And I mean that in the best possible way. It doesn't look highly polished or refined, but in a way it has almost a childish enthusiasm to it. But it works really well for the subject matter here. You know, it's almost amateurish. But for what we're, the subject matter, it works really, really well. Uh, the lines are almost charcoal and dark. The It just, it's not the cleanest art. It's not the best art of the comic art viewed today. But for what they're doing, it works really, really well. And okay. I don't think they like to search for artists or what, but he works. Everything he does works really well. It's like he takes the subject matter seriously, but not too seriously. So I really, I, I the art I really, really was fond of. Overall plot, it begins with uh, uh, He-Man fighting Faker, who is the uh, robot who looks like He-Man, but he's blue. But he can change his... But if he wants to, he can look exactly like He-Man. While He-Man was off doing something else, he showed up, took over Eternia. And so He-Man comes... So this starts off with a big fight with him beating back uh, Faker's forces and some people who turned traitor. Him and Tila and his buddies. 
And after they beat up, kill the robots, fight off the invasion, some of the people start booing him. He's like, what? I just saved you from this guy. He was an authoritarian jerk. He ruled you with an iron fist. And they're like, things were safe when he was around. We didn't have any monster attacks. We didn't have anything. We were safe, finally. He's like, that's you You had no choice. You had no freedom. Basically, people were you know, cheering for the dictator. He's like, this is insane. Why am I? And you know, later, you know, he's talking to his mom. He's like, why am I even rescuing these people if... Uh, they're cheering someone who enslaved them. And she's like, that isn't everyone. That's just a few po- vocal people. The majority of people are very happy to be free again. That's just a few, you're fine. And you look, it really doesn't surprise me you're He-Man. You know, I already, already kind of knew that. And he has like a nice self-reflective moment where he's like, people are always asking me, now that it's re- my secret identity has been revealed, why do I even turn back into Prince Adam? Why don't I just remain He-Man all the time? I mean, He-Man has all the power. Yep. He-Man's special. Yep. You're just a, a good-for-nothing little douchey prince boy. Right. And, you know, she tells him, well, you know, because the world needs Prince Adam. This is a place for him. And, I, and she says, and I think Prince Adam's pretty special, too. You know, typical mom. Of course mom you do, mommy. But I thought that the way it was written was actually a really nice moment. It very much <laughs> is Duncan a... Duncan says it's Reddit. No, don't worry, baby. It's Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> it's not real. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> Well, that's good, Duncan. But they, uh, they're, I think it's a kind of a callback to the why does Superman ever become Clark Kent? Clark Kent's this pathetic loser. Why would he do that when he could be Superman the whole time? Because he is Clark Kent. You know? He is Superman. There's, there's always the, some people make the argument Superman puts on the Clark Kent suit. No, no, he is Clark Kent. That's what he was raised as. You know, he's humble, he's kind, he's generous. Just because he also has phenomenal cosmic power doesn't take that away. And that's, I think, the lesson I was trying... They're probably eventually going to show with Prince Adam that he is important, he's needed. It's not the might of your sword that makes you powerful. It's, you know, the core of your being. I think they're going to but... Unless you're He-Man, then, yeah. Then you have the power. Yeah. <laughs> the power of Grayskull. I'm sorry. So... <laughs> uh, there's some conversation like what's gone on, you know, like a brief thing, like oh, you had this that happened with those weird cat people. Yeah, because people are like, you know what? We don't even like we like the other guy better. When you're around, we got attacked by some weird bummy and it's all minions, you know. So they, they actually make sure to bring up the Thundercats thing without directly saying it. Um. Meanwhile, after that word, they have a after that they plan a celebration for He-Man returning and rescuing the kingdom. And there's a mysterious person in the shadows, like, hmm, this could be exactly the person we need. And that, and they end up, after he talks with his mom, they end up kidnapping him. And the people who kidnapped him was Zatanna! And a bunch of Justice League dudes. Uh, got Batman. Well, he also, well, got a bunch of, a weird collection of like, uh, heroes and villains. You got Batman, you got Harley, you got a few others. Got Zatanna, of course. Um, you got a ragtag group of supers from the DC universe. Sure. And they're like, wait, why have you kidnapped me? And they're like, whoa, whoa, okay, calm down. We just had to talk to you alone. You're such my proxy with Snarf. Well, there are a thousand hells we don't deal with that guy. Oh. And they, uh... Oh, also, he's teamed up. Bossman's on his side now. That can, and Swamp Thing is with the, uh... 
with the DC guys. That comes sure. up later. So he's like, so what's going on? They say, okay, here's what happened. They basically explain the backstory of what happened with Superman turning evil. This guy's super powerful. Like, super, super powerful. But he has one weakness. And it's magic. And that's something you got. So we were hoping you could help us with our problem. And, uh, you know, beat the crap out of this dude for us. At which point, Tila busts in. Like, I knew the, I couldn't leave you alone. You want to get yourself captured in like 10 minutes if I leave you alone. So there's a, there's a very, very, very brief fight. Until uh, Mossman stops Tila. And says, you, and, you know, Swamp, you know, Swamp Thing basically gets up and says, no, we're telling the truth. And Mossman's like, they're telling the truth. Um, they're both members of the Council of the Green. Yeah. So, or Council, anyway. They're both part of the same, like, plant collective. Yeah, got it. I thought that was pretty clever. To make Mossman part of the, the Green Council, whatever it is. But I thought that was pretty clever to actually bring that in. Uh... So they're both like, hey, you know, and we've communicated on, like, the plant level where there are no lies. And, yeah, where he's legit, and we know you're legit, and everything's cool. So while that's going on, uh, you basically you get little glimpses of what's happening in uh, the DC Injustice universe. Yeah, and there's, like, some kids, you know, like, they, they find a Superman symbol on a wall. And one of them's like, oh, man, I remember my dad said that symbol used to sound stand for hope. Like, yeah, now it stands for now it stands for nothing but a jerk, man. And they go to deface it. And all of a sudden, like, you know, they're about to do something to it when Wonder Woman, evil Wonder Woman, shows up. It's like, you've been found, found guilty of a pre-crime vandalism of a sacred symbol. And she, uh, you know, off camera kills them all. Sounds about right. You know, cut back to... cut, And Superman's like, Ah, oh, yes, this is going well. We finally have a free society. One free from crime. With our new pre-crime systems that we have done. And then, you know... And our new... And I know you would have dis... I know that you would agree with this, Bruce. You always wanted that. And thanks to your help, we've made this even more efficient. And you see they got Batman, like, strapped to, like, a chair with, like, the mind control trios. And he's like... Crime beginning, threat level eight. You know, basically they're, you're routing all the crime through Batman's head so he could run predictive algorithms and sure. tell them how to dispense justice. He's like, uh, criminals detected on crossroads of blah blah blah. Uh, fear level B, superstition level A, recommended fear. So, uh, and then you know, there's a voice behind evil Superman. It's like, yes, yes, my. My uh, my help has been most useful to you, hasn't it, my my lord? And Superman turns around. There's like a weak and emaciated Skeletor. <laughs> His staff's like broken. He's like, yeah, yeah, you've been helpful and stuff. Yeah. It's like when you found me near death in outer space, I thank you for taking me in so we could be useful to one another. So you know, Skeletor is basically you know creeping, you know, trying to trying basically do the uh, the evil henchman thing. Where yeah. he's like, I will gain power soon, though. Because he actually warns him, you know, that there, where I'm from, there's, you know, a really powerful guy. He uses a lot of magic, and you might want to go stop him as soon as you can. Um, you should really think about this, uh, you know, because he's bad, and he will, he will fight you. He's all magical and stuff. 
Superman's like, don't worry, I'm already on that. I already know. And then you see, because uh, the Zodiac guy was like setting the scene, flying through space, because he's trying to get back to attorney to warn everyone. And then you see him get taken out by an unseen force. So he gets killed in outer space and everyone's able to warn them. Aww. Yep. It's also revealed that Batman, who is with the DC people, like helping them out get He-Man, is actually Nightwing, who's taken over the mantle of the Bat. Because right, right. Batman's strapped to a chair. Um, a lot of other little things going on this issue. <clears throat> so uh, far, so crazy. Yeah, this is a lot of weird stuff happening at once. This is very yeah. much like the... Like the like the thirteen year old pulling the stuff out of his toy box. Like I got some He Man and I got yes, like evil is, Superman. Oh my god, I was thinking that earlier. Yeah, because it's basically like, because uh, when they're they're like you know hey you know so they're actually like trying to get He Man to come to their world and and Teal's like what's well, gonna go without me like yeah it's fine you can go too. And Oracle's like Oracle's like I shall go too and helps like are are you a spellcaster? Indeed I am. Ziggity zoo. He's like all right he makes me laugh he comes too. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I remember I remember playing uh, playing with He-Man action figures when I was a kid, and there was there was a kid, Will Swan, who lived like two blocks over. I loved playing with him because number one, he loved playing the bad guys, and number two, he would always have the most amazing, intricate stories where the bad guys would self-destruct <laughs> themselves. That's awesome. It was awesome to watch. <laughs> I just loved it. And this this sounds like one of those it, things. It is, and it's fun, and it's insane. It's one of those like. When you say, if you said, like, Superman versus He-Man, like, all right, this is kind of lighthearted. Then you say, Injustice versus, like, wait, what? And it's not just He-Man. It's Ma- it's like the whole Master of the franchise they're pulling people in from. Right. And they're taking it, a, an idiotic character like Moss Man and then connecting him, like, to the same power source Swamp Thing has. And, like, that actually is kind of cool and makes sense. Dang it, I kind of like Moss Man. You know, they're actually managed to pull that off. And well, uh, it is just a couple of panels. Not a big thing. I liked it. In, in the original, uh, you know, the green thing, it was just the planet. Right. Yeah. The, the root system of the planet was all connected. Right. But Swamp Thing's power level is just ramped up and up and up. Uh, yeah. He, uh, Swamp Thing is, well, he actually, depending on the writer, could take out Superman. Because of his connection to the green. As long as Superman didn't do something kind of smart, like take him off the ground. No, he could just, that would weaken him, but he'd still be able to connect universally to the green. Anyway. Um, There's fungus covering everything in the world, Superman, including your costume. No, I just bleached this thing, baby. No, 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 no. (laughs) My costume's crypto. Never mind. Anyway. So... I doing? I bought this just because I saw it and went, that is insane. That is that, the dumbest thing I've ever seen. That, that's what life. I was thinking. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've seen all day. I'm buying that. I have to know that. I have to. And damned if it wasn't one of the best books I read. Oh, my God. Tim Seeley. I have to. It was fantastic. It was. I'm not saying it's Shakespeare. I'm not saying that. You know, in the annals of time, people are going to talk about uh, the original Infinity War comics. They're going to talk about the original uh, the, uh, Dark Knight series. Where they talk about their Watchmen and Injustice for Sebastian Universe. I'm not saying that. No. No. 
That's not happening. It's not it's not on there. For what it is, it's better than it should be. Wow. I right. freaking loved this book. I cannot wait for the next one. And I'm getting it five stars. Oh, my. I freaking loved this book. Oh, my God. No, no. Yes. Buy it now. Buy this book. It's only a six-issue series. Buy it. It's only three ninety nine. and it's a thick book. It's weighty. It's a girthy book. And the art's good. It's a good book. Buy the book. Um, they oh pull it God. together. It's <laughs> five stars. That's... Five stars. I loved this book. Wow. It was better than it should have been. Even Duncan can't. If 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 Baldahar would hear, if Baldahar were here, he would just go bananas. Everything worked for this book. The art matched the story perfectly. Um, the story is does not take itself too seriously, but it's still dark when it needs to be and light when it needs to be. Uh, the uh, everything pulls together perfectly in this book. It moves briskly to get you to where they want you to go. It manages to have some nice character building moments without sitting on them and having people spend five pages looking downward in the rain, thinking about how sad they are that people don't understand justice. You know. <laughs> You're going to be riding that bike for a long time, aren't you? This is the next 10 years. The <laughs> Until Tom King is off Batman, I'm riding that bike. Okay. Um, yeah, I just – yeah, I five, – five stars. Okay. Now, I'm All not right. saying that – It's a masterpiece. I get it, right. but it's so – For it's what so it is. It's so surprisingly entertaining. Yes. That you had to, you had to give it the maximum score. Right. For some reason. The only way this could be more insane is if it was Injustice versus Alvin and the Chipmunks. And it was good. That would be a, that would be a, that would be a feat. And the Chipettes. That, that, that would be a writing miracle. You'd have to put the Chipettes in there too, of course. But of course. still, <laughs> I cannot believe this. This is good. I am hurt that it's that. I, when I read all my comics, I actually had to stop. And I reread them again. Usually I just read them once. I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. I had to reread them all again to make sure that I was like, this is the best book. I had to make sure of that. Like, that didn't just happen. That I was, I don't know, I was sleepy. Friend then again the next day is like, no, that's really the best one. That's really, really good. And I really, really, really want the next part. If you offered me, hey, tomorrow I could get, I could get you early copy. I can get you either Avengers 6, Justice League 5, or... Or Injustice for Master of the Universe 2. Which would you take? I would take Injustice for Master of the Universe 2. To get early. Wow. Alright. It's... I, do, I don't know why. I, I have, it's good. I have no more words. I have no like more words. I said, every book is more insane than the last. And yep. this one... Wow. It, but it yep. works. Five stars. Bye. Okay. I, I can't believe I said that. But it is. I loved it. Don't miss an episode of Garthon. Be surprised with him. Bam! That's surprise right there. You can follow on YouTube as well. That's a good way to subscribe. People love the YouTubes. They do. It's weird, but yeah, caught on. It did. We used to pay out more money. Mm. Just saying. Uh, Google is evil, but YouTube is, you know, they are evil. It is what it is. It is what it is. That's the situation we live in. If you want more Garthon, Hey, we got banned from YouTube. How'd that happen? Felt more Garthy. <laughs> Garthon's comic pull. This moment. <laughs>
There's going to be some voice editing there. YouTube is the greatest. <laughs> YouTube is a pioneer of freedom. More YouTube, please. <laughs> Fought more Garth you can find my past segments on YouTube. Check out my streams. Uh, streaming Thursday and Sunday with that heathen dog cat. We'll talk more about that later. Check out past streams like the Banner Saga of War Machine Tactics, which broke me. Um... Banner Saga, which I thought was awesome. Banner Saga was awesome too, but it made me sick. It was it was dark. It was dark. It was wrenching it was, it at the end. Oh my gosh! I'm afraid hey, you know to what? play too. Yeah, it, hey, it was winter time almost all the time, and you had like loincloths on. So that's true. You know, hey, I was I won on my first playthrough. That's true. Yeah, I didn't die. I actually made it in one playthrough, which is I don't believe you got the best result. Oh, but I it certainly was did result. not. It was a result. It was a. It wasn't like you all lose and die. There's there actually is no winning in that game. There's no everyone's happy and lives and uh, you decide to go out and have ice cream with the drugs. That yeah, yeah, never it's, happens. You know, it's just you don't lose a whole lot. You right. Just it's just you. You actually more people live. <laughs> Duncan says, "I cannot wait for a Google Glass to change the world." <laughs> it has. Google Glass has. was a great decision. You're wearing Google glasses right now. You just don't. Just don't know it. And that is it. Thank you, everyone. Time for the RNG. Random things uh, happening. We talked about them. Current events. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about is our Switch yes. for Sunday night game. Right. Warframe uh, has broken Heathen Dog. Warframe has broken me. Um, I was I was wondering why it suddenly got so difficult. When before it was not, it was like, in in the course of a few hours of gameplay, it went from yeah this is this is fun to Jesus why am I dying all the time, what is going on? And then I did some research on it, and it turns out that the mid game. For a war game, you have to start grinding. You have to start grinding for stuff. Yeah, it looks you like that's to, what they want to do. You right have to now. get elite stuff. You do. You need the elite, uh, uh, mods. You need you need the best warframes. You need all of that to continue with the storyline. Which that's Which, usually safe for endgame stuff. Yeah, exactly. Usually, usually, you know, you know, uh, specking you out 100% is for after you've done the story and now you want to continue on with all the special stuff, the PvP stuff or, or uh, uh, endgame raids or dungeons or whatever, you know? Then you need to be, you know, 100%. But for the storyline to continue... The story should give you everything you need to progress it. But in Warframe, it does not. So, rather than, you know, play Warframe 20 hours a week for a two-hour stream, Garthon and I, you know, we went through a list of games. Some of them I couldn't even make a character on, but that was that's probably just, my That's just you. That's just me. Probably my fault. But, uh, uh, we decided on Neverwinter, which is a, a, another perfect world and uh, cryptic game, just like Star Trek Online. And uh, we we both already had it installed, and we've both already played it. So there you go. We're going to start. Our I don't remember how to play it, but yeah, well, <laughs> we're going to uh, make new start... characters. Yes, I, I've made a new character, and uh, I progressed him to just shy of level five, which is uh, which is the moment where I can now group with someone. And I stopped. All right. So, what, what kind of character did you make? I made just class. A, Give me class. I forget the. It's the. It's the great sword class. All right. So I'll make uh, someone to go. 
Field. Guess what his name is? Uh, McSwordigan. Nope. Uh, it's a it's a ripoff. It's a ripoff of 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 me. He's in Drogue. No, Buck Fats McCool. And guess what he looks like? Is he extremely unhealthy? He's the most unhealthy man in Neverwinter. <laughs> he chews through enemies like small cakes. <laughs> and he loves That's his small cakes. That is in my background description. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that sounds like anyway. the that sounds like the description of my Jim Hadar character. His background is uh, what is it like? Straight from the vat to bring love to the universe. There you go. There it is, right there. I'm not making a healer, just so you know. Well, then I'm gonna die a whole lot. Just so we're you know. both gonna die a whole lot. <laughs> You don't have to make a healer. Uh, you can make a stalwart defender. I think they have they have like area heals. I'm making a killy kill. We don't need no that's, tanks. That's what I did. I did killy kill. Duncan approves. All right. We have Duncan approval. So Wait. that's what's happening with that. Everyone just so you know, the Sunday stream is going to be never winter. Never winter. I need to level up a dude. Yes, you do. To level chick. four. Equal opportunity. No, we are not. Guys who play girls in RPGs online are weird. You've been weird for a long time. I'm yeah. trying to set you straight. That's it. Now I'm making a chick. Damn it. You did... were going to do it anyway. Shut up. Actually, I was going to make a dude right until you said that. Now it's chick time all the way. No one believes that. <laughs> or wait, wait. I'm sorry. I need to be more respectful. Now it is time to engender the female Yeah, you type. lost it. You already lost it. All right. <laughs> so along those lines, though, let's talk about a blank slide. Why is it a blank slide? I don't know. You didn't do it right. No, the picture's there. I swear. Nope, it's there for me. Oh, you must have uh, you must have gone to present before I put the picture there. You said to go to present, and I did. And the picture's there. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. You're lying. Doop a doop 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 a doop doop. I don't have a blocking for this. Dang it. Dang it. Everyone close your eyes. Uh -huh. See, this is what happens. Bad things happen sometimes. Sometimes they do. But just to, just to break the surprise for you. There it is. Buffy. There you go. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is getting remade. Yeah, now, in San Diego Comic Con 2018, yes. they just announced that they're rebooting Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And the first line of every single announcement says, A more diverse Buffy with a woman of color at the helm starring a black Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. Now, Garth and I agree with a couple of things. First off, having an African-American Vampire Slayer number one has been done already on the original series and two is fine is it would actually be pretty cool do it that would be all right that's great put him in la matter. or oregon or saskatchewan Whatever. wherever you oh, want to go there it's fine just not the sunny the problem we have with it is if it's sunny the Dale. first line in your press release that's the only thing about it right it, it that, seems like they're more excited about Tell me how yes, diverse the show is going to be. Yes. They're, 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 more, they're, they're, they're having their uh, mental orgasms about the awesome diversity when they should be paying much more attention to plot, characters, and, I don't know, story. Right. And 
the thing is, Joss Whedon is the executive producer, so he's like, who knows how involved he's going to be. Exactly right. But even yeah, he yeah. has said in the past that he didn't want to reboot Buffy because even if it was just as good as the original series, it would be considered not as good because that's been done before. Right. Now, uh, the way to fix that is not with the diversity SJW hammer. It is with change the setting, move it away. At the end of the original Buffy, we had a hundred slayers. Right. They were Asian. They, they were, were Filipino. They were all, right. They were they all were, over the map. They were, they were black. They, they were white. They were they yellow. Were they were brown. They were everyone. Yeah. You, any one of those doesn't have to be Buffy. And it's different enough, but still staying within the same universe. That's not the same. Right. Why not make a sequel to the series yes. instead of a reboot, which that's is instantly stupid. going to get measured against. Yes. Just a, like with, with fanboys like us. Right. And the thing is, what bothers me the original, and it's going to always come short. Right, next generation. At Duncan Idaho says exactly. exactly. Yes, hundred years later. You right, done that. Well, even don't need hell. You don't even need to do that. How yeah. long has it been since the series ended? Ten years, fifteen years. Yeah, that's it. Make that's it fifteen years later. Yes, I mean, uh, so, some of those Slayers were like thirteen years old. Right, they can be twenty-three now, twenty-eight. Right. That's fine. Right, you could even say that in the interim years. There was a, a period of peace, and all the Slayers like lost their powers, and now all of a sudden one of them has it again because the vampires are rising back up. That's you do great. That. You could do that. You know why? Because it's been 15 years, and canon can change. And then you call it, like I don't know, Jessica the Vampire Slayer. You put it in the same fonts, and everyone will know it's a sequel to Buffy, and they'll fanboy out and be great. Yes. Or you can just call it Buffy the Vampire Excuse me. You can just call it Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, and add on a little colon something and then have it be uh buffy died was killed a lot of the slayers were killed by this big bad that has taken over half the country and then this new slayer is now you know tapped to lead the the remaining 12 sure, slayers whatever you could have done that and it would have been awesome that's off the top of my head you idiot and it's awesome Right, a reboot is just like the worst possible idea. Yes, it's it's the worst possible. And idea you're gonna for get a sad thing is still within the lifetime of us. And the sad thing is, you're gonna get people who are gonna start just flame about it, and go nuts on Reddit or whatever forum they got. Reddit. And their main issue is going to be, they're gonna keep harping on. Oh, so they have to be, you know, they have to be black. They have to. It's like, you know that's what? Not the I point. don't. That's not the point. The point is, you don't do a reboot. And you don't yeah. put the first thing yes. that oh now they're now they're ethnic, yes, like that exactly. tells you what your focus is. Exactly. The, if the, you the, said the, we're the, excited for a reboot, and then at the end say oh and these are this is from the casting yeah, choices. Yeah, at the end, you know, we're we're continuing the story. Could have could have started with that. We're 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 uh, we're expanding the world. Could have started with that. Uh, or you know what? If if it, if they had a complete reimagination, they could say you know what? We're starting from the beginning. And we're going in a different direction. But then again. But no. No. They start with the race of the main character. Right. Which is never where you want to start. No. No. That means everything else is wrong. And. Uh, the. It's, and the thing is, maybe. I don't know. Maybe we're just looking at it that way because it's not being marketed to us. We're, you know, we're old. May, I'm pretty sure that there are, you know, some. 18-year-old college kids or getting out of high school or people in junior high who've been that's really what they care about uh what they what to them matters is while they're drinking their fair trade 
uh, non-touching, conflict-free, conflict-free coffee. coffee that costs twelve dollars uh, while eating their avocado toast and talking about how they ironically love uh, the Captain and Tennille. Those are the people who are the audience that they're trying to reach with this. And as has been shown by every other program that's gone for the audience, it's not a paying audience. No, it's not. They they steal things, they get it for free, right? And they're, they, they're not going to pay. They for generally it. Plus, have the opinion of why should I yeah, pay if, for this? Exactly. If you start off with just pushing diversity and not the actual premise of your story, you're not going to get anyone who's going to pay for your content. Right. You wouldn't reboot, um, the Star Trek. And say, but now, uh, but now James T. Kirk is a black guy. You know, you wouldn't start with that, because people would flip. Yes. You know. You're an idiot. I would, and see, I would like to see a more diverse Buffy. That'd be great, but not Buffy. Make it a sequel. Yes, a sequel uh. or a continuation or something in the same universe. And I don't. But, and honestly, that's thanks. if they like change like side characters, I don't care. You know, if Giles now all of a sudden is uh, from Uganda, hey, that actually be kind of interesting. Be a whole different take on the character. That's he's not the main character. Or he's Morgan Freeman. I whatever. Hey, Morgan, well, what, whatever excuse you got to make to get Morgan Freeman in your TV show, you freaking do it. <laughs> That's all it is. I I will forgive anything if if you did it. If you say you did it to get Morgan Freeman in. Oh man, all who's right. uh, trying to remember the guy? Does a lot of voiceovers. Uh, did Navy commercials for a while. Did the voice of Dr. Facilier in uh, Walt Disney's Princess and the Frog. Oh, what is his name? Uh, but he would be, I'd love him on the show. He has a, he has one of those, you know, really awesome voices. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't really can't remember his name. He's awesome. Anyway, but yeah, put him on the show. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, look it up. Really looking it up. Yeah, I, I can't remember the guy who does his voice. And it's killing me because I'm actually a big fan of his. I just thought nice. his name. Anyway. But it's kind of sad we see like, oh, that could be really interesting. And then you see, you know, what their main focus is. And Keith David, that's the guy's name. Keith David, okay. Yeah, that guy's awesome. All right. Put Keith David on your show. I'll watch it if Keith David's on it whatever you know and if, if any any anything i hate about the show you say hey it's because i had to get this guy I'm like, All right. but even but All right. the sad thing is if the show is poorly written if this reboot is badly done and it fails people are going to point to well people just don't want us to watch a diverse cast and that's not no. it it was written poorly because they didn't lead with with anything else but the diversity of the cast. Even if you which get a means great everything else is for some reason weaker. Right. Even if you get a great actress, you know, to play the lead, you're going to be hurt by the fact that everyone's going to be talking about that. Uh, it's kind of like one of the things that hurts Discovery is that people like, oh, they were trying to focus. They kept hyping having a black female lead, and Sheikha Martin Green is freaking insanely good. She's fantastic. I think the show's writing has issues. Um, issues. Many many issues. There you go. I think season two is going to be a lot better. I I don't see how they could screw it up anymore. I mean, they, yeah. they've already done uh, jump to an alternate universe, which is usually season end of season two, beginning of season three content. 
but yeah. they went and did it in season one. Yeah, they because <sighs> for some reason they wrote themselves into a corner. I don't understand why that happened. There's so many problems with Discovery. Anyway, but yeah, that's it. But, that, but mean, Discovery that's does it. have a more diverse crew, but it has some really, really insanely good actors. And they actually help overcome a lot of the bad writing, but uh, they, they also have they do really well, the massive amounts of Star Trek fanboys to get over that. Buffy fan does not have as many fanboys. Well, they do, but they don't have the CBS money. That's true, too. Yeah. So I worry about the series because they've had a Buffy comic running for a while. It's on like season 11 of Buffy, season 12. Yep. And that's pretty highly regarded. I've read a few issues. They were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um. I just can't believe this. Doug says, getting into an exploration arc is how I would have done season one of Discovery. Yeah. I'm optimistic, especially with Pike being a guaranteed won't turn into a mustache twirling villain. Yes, that'd be nice. Yeah, the guy playing Pike, some of the shots are like, wow, that guy, he's a good actor, too. So I'm hopeful for Discovery season two. I'm not hopeful for the Buffy series. I want to be no. surprised. I'd love to be, but it's but not going to it, be Well, the well. thing is, even if they said there's a Buffy reboot, and it was everyone is the exact same ethnicity, height and weight is the first person to play it. I still would hate it. No, that would be wrong. It's always the wrong move. Right. A re- Something uh, you you can't remake Friends either. Right. You can't do it. Uh, you could you re can't. they they rebooted uh start uh uh Star Trek T uh the Toss, right, the original series, yep. but that was a series that was thirty years old. No, oh wait. 40 years old when they did it and and in in the they put it in the same universe but so far removed in time that they could do whatever they wanted right i mean honestly i could have done without the whole it's it they had to like over explain this is an alternate universe they, i could have done without that in mm-hmm. the star trek reboot i could have just accepted it you know i didn't need it because that's almost like that the, the writers going listen to me fanboys we didn't interrupt any of the stuff that happened that is an alternate universe this is different I didn't need that spelled out to me. You know, it's like, okay, I get it pretty quickly. And even if they didn't say it was an alternate universe, I'm fine. It's it, it, in my head canon, it would always be. Mm. And they're, but then again, they're not trying to be the original series. They're doing a very different thing, which works. But then again, like I said, that had a lot of time behind it. Buffy is not a 40 year old series with a huge thing behind it that already had four <laughs> successful spin off series. That's a movie. But it was a cr- the movie really was terrible, and movie. the movie's unrelated to the TV and, series. No, no, oh no, no, it's related to this new one. It is related to the new reboot it has, series. It has producers in common. Yes, for the, the, the producers for Buffy, the 1992 movie, are coming on board for this piece of garbage. It had Paul Rubens in it. It had Paul Rubens in it, but he was bad in it. He was good for Paul Rubens. I found him entertaining in that film. But he wasn't good. He was a villain. He wasn't good, but he... All right. Relative to the rest of the film. Okay, relative to the rest of the film, he was he was Hamlet. There you go. He was freaking Morgan Freeman. Yes. Relative to the rest Let's not jump that, <laughs> that track right there. No, so, no, but he was good. Yeah, there's a lot of issues. A lot of issues. I don't know why... I can't even. I can't believe Joss Whedon let himself. I can't believe actually they wanted Joss Whedon involved, considering the issues he had. But then they let him work on the DC's most recent film. Yeah. Plus, he he's gonna wanna he's gonna wanna change a lot of it, probably to 
something more aligned with what we're talking about. He's going to want to sleep with the stars. Oh, sorry. Ooh, of course he is. Come on. Powerful people, men or women, want to have sex with everyone they can. If you get money and you get power, you get stupid. That's the way of the world. It's human nature. The opinions expressed by the individual host or commentator are not representative <laughs> of the entire Legion of the Organization. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's let's let's. let's no, I was uh, just pressing up. Joss Whedon got in trouble. Yeah, I know. I know. Let's He's let's, let's wrap this up though. It's getting late. Yeah, let's wrap this up. It is late. I blame you. Oh, Duncan says, "Happy news. He's finally making progress in Epoch Part Two for the AEI. Ooh, very nice. Remember, Max Lee and Algarian are still playing. Algarian still has computer issues, which makes yes. all of us sad. Yes, he's not going to be able to stream for a while now. Yep, I got a text from Richard Garriott. No, I didn't. And he expressed his own personal sadness about missing Elgarian streams. That didn't happen. Um, <laughs> but Max Leo is streaming Thursdays or Fridays. He's game with Noro once a week, which is awesome. Yes. Uh, right now they're not playing. Not enough, by the way. Not enough. I paid good money for her to be on the stream. They should be on together, like we are. Together again. Uh, but he's gay with Nora once a week. Uh, right now playing Looter Kings with Nora, Heathen Dog, and he would be with Elgarian. But it didn't work out. And he, uh, we had a great time. You can check it out. Uh, you can check it out on on Twitch, or you could you can check it out segmented on YouTube. Uh, we had trouble figuring out the shop, but we figured out after the stream. Now we understand why we couldn't use it. But uh, if you want to watch us fail utterly that's the way to go that's always good to do so check that out and there's a let's try he has a solar settler so you should check you can check yeah, that out too if you're interested in that game yep and of course is he's still doing he is he got to max in guild wars 2 didn't he he did but there's whole bunch of max level content that's true that's true that he has not touched yet so yeah still do that awesome so check that out solar settlers prophecy for free there you go. Thank you very much. And check that out. Check that let's play. Here's our streaming schedule right now. Of course, Bulgarian is a little out of the action. It makes yes. us all sad. Sunday, team up. 9 p.m. Central. Never winter. Monday, he the dog. Soma. Soma. 8 Central. Uh, Tuesday. Oh. Uh, Wednesday. Oh. oh. Thursday. Thursday. At noon, Central, Max Leo is playing Guild Wars 2 Expansion Stories. At 9 p.m. Central on Thursday, you got the team up in Star Trek Online. It's Garth and He the Dog. Hey. Friday at noon, Central, Max Leo is currently doing a variety Guild Wars 2 Expansion Stories right now. Friday at 4 p.m., Central is Soda hosting, where right. we host various Soda people because we like them. Well, actually, we host the official Soda Twitch stream. Yes. 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 And Saturday at 8 Central, 9 Eastern. The Legion Myth Weekly Live Stream. Boom. Best way to get involved with Legion Myth? Talk to us. Shout at us. Let us know. We're friendly enough. Enough. Our yeah, rates are reasonable right. if you need a new friend. We're all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, subscribe, comment. Just go through Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Legion Myth. Through, tweet us at Twitter at Legion of Myth. Go to our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube.com. Look for Legion of Myth. You can do that. Everyone has gone to YouTube. Not everyone. But most computer savvy people have at one point or another. Because, you know, there's things on the YouTubes. You want to see them. Yeah. Also, you can check out our Discord channel. Discord. Like, there's an address. 
find it. The audio version of this is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, and fine podcast aggregators everywhere. Heathen Dog, you have any final words of advice? Oh, jeez. Uh, you know what? Uh, for, for everything I said crappy about the new Buffy remake, I'm going to watch the first three episodes because that's my rule. Got to do it. It'll be a while until it's out there, but we'll see. Yeah. Also, on want to support the Legion Myth, you can do this through Patreon, patreon.com slash Legion Myth. A Streamlabs donation site, twitch.streamlabs.com slash Legion Myth. Directly through PayPal, paypal.me slash Legion Myth. Getting our gear, impress your friends, intimidate your enemies, find love. With your Legion of Gear, gear. Legion of Myth gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. And you can tweer it. Wow, what is wrong with me today? You can cheer us through Twitch when watching live. It is the best way to do it. Remember, battery's you, running down, man. YouTube will never hurt you. <laughs> YouTube is your friend. Your only we have friend. to we have to charge Garthon. His battery's running down. Ah, oh, the master of the universe just did it to me. <laughs> I cannot believe it was that good. Neither can I. Oh my god. Makes you want to play the Injustice video game. That get looked it, really good. I never played it. Get it cheap on the PS4 right now. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Remember, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. And have a great diurnal and novel.